We could actually play uh, Not All Things Make It Across, which is very short. Okay, is it super depressing? I promise it's not super depressing. Okay. Okay. It's it's a very tiny in and out sort of single point game that I think is very poignant. Uh, it is also like one giant reference to my own previous work, but that's not okay. Well, now we've played one of your previous works. Yeah. Or yeah. wait, no, this uh, one yeah. is a later work. Like the uh, joke here is that uh, Cape and Mere Anarchy and also Terminator Chaser all take place in the same universe. Um, and I have a whole mythology for some reason. Because <laughs> it's cool to have a mythology. It, it, it's cool to have a mythology, exactly. Um, and f- sort of at the end of the year is like a gift to everybody who follows my work. I just make a tiny little holiday game, uh, which has been a parser game. And uh, not all things make it across was for like New Year's Eve of last year. Okay. Okay. Let me open up not all things. Um, and that gives us like oh, another yeah. half an hour or so of content. Okay. Um, That's a great time as far as that, I'm concerned. Yeah, and I think that makes a good wrap up. How so, am I going to split up the episode? I decay, lol. <laughs> uh, title bar once again Safe House Aleph Before Midnight Zero out of six All around the city now Parties are taking place It's been a hell of a year Emphasis on hell Just want to point out That this was written At the end of 2016 yep. But tonight There are other things You have to do The end of the year Is a threshold And like all thresholds Not all things Make it across an Inventory by Bruno Diaz. Release 2, serial number 161231. Inform 7, build 6M62, I6V33Lib6R12N. Safe House Aleph. All the units in this old building have been divided and subdivided until they're dangerously cramped. The apartment is much as you found it. A year is not so long, and you'll be gone soon. You can see an engraved waste basket, empty. A cardboard box, empty. A desk, on which are a handkerchief, a tallow candle, the keener fragment, a goat horn piece, a shred of fabric, a broken propeller, a pint glass, and a trapped butterfly, and a chair here. If you oh. would like explicit guidance in how to play, type instructions. Well, mm. we're probably going to stumble around without the instructions, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, okay. I think this is the, the Clash of the Typings way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't remember, like, half those things. There was, like, a goat horn fragment? Allow me to restate. Okay. A desk on which are a handkerchief, handkerchief, a goat horn piece, a shred of fabric, a broken propeller, a pint glass, and a trapped butterfly. Trapped butterfly. Handkerchief. Trapped butterfly. Handkerchief. <laughs> I'm building a memory palace. Hang on. <laughs> oh, it Can I tell down. you a story about memory palaces? Yeah. Okay. I'm so angry. Okay. This woman comes into our AP lit class or composition. I don't care. And she's like, okay, here's how you do memory. I'm going to... Was the class lit? It was lit AP. And we... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that joke is, is really possible. original to us people who are not in high school, but I bet. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> anyway, um, the yeah, uh, should not be in high school. Um, gosh, oh. She comes into our class and she's teaching us memory techniques and she's like saying, basically like doing this thing where you repeat the same thing over and over again and you add one element each time so that um, after, you know, 10 minutes of this, you have this crazy list of things memorized uh, just because you've, I I think it was just repetition, honestly. Um, But I was really uncomfortable and upset because I understood this, what was happening as this woman came in and was basically controlling our brains, controlling okay, so, what so the contents of our minds. Like, what? You in high school? I was in high school. What? Okay, just just for clarity, like it was your AP lit class back when you were in high school. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I thought I... Like a recent last week story. Okay. So... Um, I'm I'm sorry. I think I'm exasperated with you because you one of us is cutting out. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, you just to be clear, you weren't accusing me of being in high school right now, right? No, 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 no. no, no. I was like asking, like whether that was like uh, a high school you were a student at back in the day, or like a high school you were at for some other reason now. Okay. No, this is in. 2006 or whatever uh so i apologize for groaning at you because i thought you were making a terrible trick anyway um um so i'm i'm sitting in class and i'm super upset because this woman is like affecting my mind without my consent and causing me to remember a bunch of useless information it was really upsetting to me and Mm -hmm. i was like doodling in my notebook trying to um like ignore what was happening but i Mm -hmm. couldn't because the teaching method was so effective um and then she said you the one doodling what's the next thing and i said the next thing because of course i knew it and i was angry but also nobody else who i talked to afterward understood why i was angry but you guys understand, right? I understand why you're angry. Yeah, I, I was understand. just getting angry at uh, Jingles earlier. Yeah. yeah. How can this woman come into your class and like force you to learn without her consent? Well, it wasn't the teacher. It was like, I, sus- I kind of wonder whether it was the actual teacher's lady friend. Okay. I Ooh. don't think Deke was above that. Mr. Deacon, if you're listening, let me know whether you had a thing going on with the memory expert. Um, wow. Mr. Deacon and the memory expert. That's a good title for something. Yeah. Forget that, because I'm going to use that. I can't forget it now, Ryan. The <laughs> ah, technique was too effective. The technique. <laughs> you can have it, though, because I'm too lazy to write a game ever. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? Handkerchief. Remember. Trapped butterfly. Trap, trap butterfly. butterfly. Examine the trap butterfly, right? Yeah. A viceroy butterfly perpetually flying laps inside a glass torus. Breaking it out of its little time loop would have vast and far-reaching consequences, just like doing literally anything else. 
But figuring out what those consequences are for a given time and place is a daunting task of divination. Mm. Break, Taurus. A viceroy butterfly, if you don't know, is a butterfly that looks like a monarch butterfly, mm-hmm. but isn't one. It, it like mimics the monarch butterfly. I learned that from the Venture Brothers. Yeah. Is that in the game, or are you just Bruno explaining butterflies? Jesus Christ, Jenny. <laughs> um, no, I'm just like explaining butterflies, because I think okay. it's interesting. I don't know. I like knowledge. Uh, break Taurus. First taking the trapped butterfly. First taking the handkerchief. You gingerly take the trapped butterfly with the handkerchief. Feeling sorry for the poor thing, you throw the glass Taurus violently at the ground where it shatters into a thousand pieces. The butterfly, somehow unharmed, flies out the window. You remember that it's winter in the city on the wrong side of the continent. Probably not a great time or place where you should be flying around outside looking for flowers. Oops. Also, it's entirely possible you indirectly cause a typhoon somewhere, though you'll never know. Oops. Well, the glass breaking was satisfying. (laughs) Again, we see the little theme of like uh, having a bunch of different actions chain off your initial action, right? You take the handkerchief first mm. and so that you can hold it uh, without touching it which is incidentally important oh mm, because of tiny imperfections in the skin well there's a reason you don't want to accidentally touch something in this game oh let's examine ourselves mm. ask me getting old to be quite honest <laughs> Mm-hmm. You laugh that young person's laugh. It's a joke about how our <laughs> podcast is past its prime. <laughs> ah. I just I just like writing those sort of like not specific in terms of what the person is like, but like specific in terms of what the character is like, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that um, there is like the description of the player character is a really ripe. Yeah. Place. Both like jokes and characterization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like jokes. Yeah. Okay. What's this character's focus? Examine focus. <laughs> Examine protagonist interiority. <laughs> Pontificate. Um. Is this a papist game? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's papist Mario. That is a good joke. We are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so if Mario's a papist, does that mean uh, Sonic is a Protestant? Oh my gosh. That would explain some stuff. Oh. Is the uh, is like finding all the chaos emeralds an example of his work ethic? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's um, idolatrous behavior that I associate more with Papist Mario. Mm. 
I mean, he does nail his spines to Dr. Robotnik's forehead. Or, uh, if you're younger, Dr. Eggman. Nailed his thesis to the cathedral. Exactly. So I misunderstood the word spines. Oh. Anyway. (laughs) This is a good game. Yeah! (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Um... Uh, okay, well, we successfully interacted with the monarch. Um, the and viceroy. Viceroy. Da, 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 da. We're gonna... <laughs> um, what was another thing? Some kind of goat bone man? Yeah, I like the would goat you, Would you thing. like a refresher and all the stuff that's on the table? Well, tell me whether I remember the goat bone man. Yeah, just do a thing with the goat thing. Goat bone There man. is a goat horn piece on the table. That's yeah, the I goat thought. bone man. Examine it? Yeah. Ex-goat horn. A memento from 20-odd years ago. Uh, this is in italic, so it's the protagonist's internal monologue. Gods, it's been that long. <clears throat> Excuse me. Its divine power is certainly faded, but you still hold on to it for good luck. And in all honesty, because gods have a bad habit of being reborn from their pieces. Hmm. That would be awesome. This is a reference to uh, Four Sittings in a Sinking House. Sorry, it took me like five seconds to remember the title of my own game. <laughs> which we can't play on this podcast because it's not a parser game, but check it out. Uh, right. What else was on the table? Uh, on the desk... I'm going to do this at like a reasonable speed. Okay. Uh, there is a tallow candle, a keener fragment, the goat horn piece that you saw, a shred of fabric, a broken propeller, and a pint glass. Okay, That's so we didn't do anything with the goat horn piece, I just realized. Yeah. No. There's also the cardboard box on the, on the, on the floor and oh, an yeah. engraved wastebasket also on the floor. Oh, can we read the engraving on the wastebasket? Examine wastebasket. It's an ordinary wastebasket, a cylinder of black aluminum. But wrapped around it is a complex pattern in silver thread that makes your eyes defocus if you try to follow it. When midnight strikes, everything inside it will be destroyed, even the magical things that are ordinarily hard to dispose of, especially the magical things. Well, then we should put the goat man in the, the wastebasket. Wait. Did, we didn't read the engraving. Did we? Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not like text. It's engraved with like symbols. Oh, okay. And, uh... mm. okay. Uh, put goat horn man, put goat bone man in trash friend. <laughs> put goat horn in wastebasket. If you say so. First, taking the goat horn piece. You gingerly take the goat horn piece with the handkerchief. You put the goat horn piece into the wastebasket. You've told that story a couple of times now, but maybe it's time to bury that body. The old fish goat still shows up ever so often in your nightmares, crying about the concept of cheese. <laughs> Again, this joke lands way better if you've played for sitting in a sinking house. It's available on itch.io. I'm not taking issue with your plugging. I want everyone to notice. <laughs> uh-huh. 
even though you're plugging a detestable non-parser game. Uh huh. So so so, are you telling me to plug away? Plug away. At it. Uh, good. Good. Combo broken. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Um, what so about goat bone man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I should point out that the uh, the the upper right corner of the um, the status bar now reads two out of six. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We're winning. We're doing great, Disposed right? Disposed out of two of two things. Okay. I want to know what a keener fragment is. Ooh, this one is the the, the really nice one. Okay, let's examine it. X keener. It has no discernible physical shape. It's just a sullen, faded lump of hatred held together by its own surface tension, still radiating horror. Hmm. Okay. Spooky. Is that the kind of thing that we want to exist? Uh, it's a... To provide some context, this is like a piece of the magical equivalent of a bomb. Oh. oh. That sounds bad. I don't know. <laughs> Have you? Tr- do you want to try touching it? <gasps> yes, it's really cool if you touch it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, touch keener. Maybe start with something less angry first. Come back to the thing later. Touch handkerchief. Touch handkerchief. You feel nothing unexpected. Touch you can keener. touch most things to learn about them. Ah. Touch Keener. Maybe start with something less angry first. Okay. Let's try touching one of the significant objects on the desk. Okay. Can we still touch Goatbone Man even if he's in the wastebasket? Ooh. Yep. You can yeah, you can actually change your mind and move it oh. to the cardboard box if you decide you want to keep it instead of destroy it. Oh. Okay, yeah. Okay. Let's touch it. Touch goat horn. First taking the goat horn piece. You gingerly take the goat horn piece with the handkerchief. You grab hold of the goat horn piece with your bare hand, and your vision swims for a lingering instant. Please press space to continue. Oh no, I guess. <laughs> space. Vision. Basement, 1994. Dark and humid, silt has broken through the walls, the floor is drowned in seawater, and the smell of rotting fish is everywhere. And in the middle of the basement, a man speaks to a god of goats. Hi, god of goats. Uh, yeah, examine that entity. Ex-god. A god of living goats and dead fish caught in this place trying to swallow modernity. Head of a goat, fishtail, united by a body obscured under layers of hair shirt-like wool. Strange and bloodied. It would eventually be swallowed itself. <sighs> We've had a weird life, Ryan. <laughs> I I guess that our our course is um, to kiss the. I don't know what to do with this guy. <laughs> Let's kiss him. Kiss God. Yeah. You can only do that to something animate. 
Whoa. That's not a very good response. The practicality of this scene is that everything is frozen. You can just observe. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that the, like, you can't kiss an inanimate thing rule is kicking in before the, oh, you can't touch, just look rule is kicking in. Okay. Thanks for delta testing this game with me. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, then uh, e- examine me in this past zone of the ancient time. X me. Brackets. The vision of yourself. You already looked a bit unsteady, a bit rough around the edges back then. Once you are done here, you can let go to return. Oh, okay. Is there anything else to look at? I think that you can look at the walls, maybe? Yeah. Okay. X-walls. Nope, they're not implemented. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Let go, I guess? Let go. You let go of the goat horn piece, and the vision fades around you. Hmm. Okay. Well, that was a thing. So um, I kind of still want to get rid of that guy. I don't know. I mean, we didn't get much of a reason to change our mind. Yeah. So put it back into the basket? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's bad into the basket. Okay. Later, Goat Bone Man. So we still got the uh, tallow candle, the keener fragment, the shred of fabric, the broken propeller, and the pint glass. Let's touch okay. the keener fragment. Yep. Touch keener. You grab hold of the keener fragment with your bare hand, and your visual sims for a lingering instant. Please press space to continue. I press space. Vision, darkness. It hates. 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 This is like when we were at that dinner party. Mm. Yeah, I just want to point out that the nice touch uh, that the status bar now reads: it hates. It hates. Oh, it hates. cool. Uh, I think maybe we should destroy this thing, Ryan. I, I, because our actions are in video game and don't really have consequences. I'm kind uh-huh. of inclined to save it for later. <laughs> In case you get hungry? Um, no, just because of perversity. Oh, in case you get hungry for, for perversity? Yes, Jenny. Okay. I just want to be agreed with. You understand the thing that I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put the fragment in the box. We're still in the vision. Oh. Oh. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Um, examine me in the, the hate man vision. X me. It hates. It hates. <laughs> Good times. Does it hate? It just does. Hmm. It's not really like a directional thing. It's just like omni. I have a, a issue to take with the validity of the proposition that hate can be without object, but this is not the time. Oh, wow. 
I mean, it's it it, it does have an object. It's just the that the object is everything. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. That's that's relatable. <laughs> um. Hmm. Um. Okay. Let go. Put fragment in let box. Go. Let's. Yeah. You let go of the keener fragment, and the vision fades around you. Okay. Put keener in box. You put yeah. the keener fragment into the box. You're loath to keep it, but it might still lead you back to where the original keener was made. Yeah. Or to the person who used it. Yeah. We'll, we'll do exactly that with good intentions that lead to good results. I feel like this is like the time my sister and I were cleaning out our grandmother's house and found all of the wrapping paper that she had very carefully taken off of presents mm-hmm. to use again. Mm-hmm. And not used again. I don't. I think we're going to put this Keener fragment in a box. And then five years from now, we'll be like going through all our stuff. And five like, years why do from we now, have... our descendants will have to go through our stuff because. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, and they're gonna be. Oh man, they thought they were gonna use this Keener fragment to like track down the original Keener, and they sure didn't. Because it's always we can do that tomorrow. And that murderer is still free. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I, w- I would kind of suggest looking at the the candle next because okay. it provides some context. Oh, okay. X candle made from tallow with the dried optical nerve of a cow serving as the wick. Wow. Okay, it that's burns, goth. Yeah. <laughs> it burns unevenly with a purple-white flame. It does not smell great. The candle connects sight to memory and allows things to carry echoes of their history. Uh, huh. So that's why you can do psychometry all of a sudden. Hmm. Uh. Touch candle. Ooh, meta. Yeah. You don't want to disturb it while it's burning. For oh, you know, okay. touching it might bring on a vision of the cow being slaughtered. Ooh. Hmm. That cow is having a bad problem. Touch the candle again. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to disturb it while it's burning. Mm -hmm. For all you know, touching it might bring on a vision of the (laughs) cow being slaughtered. So let's do the, uh, let's discuss the technique in parser games of telling the player that they don't want to do something and forcing them to uh, say definitely, yes, I want to do this. Mm. Do you worry about that I don't at think all? I, have, I don't think I've ever used that oh, okay. myself. Because I, I prefer to like set clear boundaries for the player, I guess. Mm. I think that maybe in a horror game I would do it because I come to the realization that when you don't have clear boundaries, that's kind of unnerving. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that would work in a parser game. I've come. This is a thing I've sort of noticed playing other like graphical horror games. Hmm. Like if you've played uh, Hellblade, the first like twenty minutes of that, the game never explains to you whether enemies might show up, whether you might get killed, whether there might be traps in this game, whether mm. you know you're supposed to do anything. You're just sort of wandering around in the darkness, and it's actually kind of really unnerving because you don't know what the boundaries of the systems are. Yeah, sure. Later into the game. 
Hmm. Yeah, because once you have systems and you have like a fail state, then you have agency. Right. You you feel like you understand what's going on. Uh huh. Until then, it's like. Uh, yep. I, I I don't work here. <laughs> um, that was a, actually legitimately one of the scariest survival horror experiences I've ever had is a bit in jazz punk where you're suddenly like you touch something and you're suddenly transported to inside a survival pizza game where all the textures are pizza that should not be pizza. <laughs> Did you see all the video of like people playing Dark Souls with all the textures replaced with like pizza? No. There's another version of that, which is all the textures are Nicolas Cage. <laughs> sure. I just remembered that I was not able to play jazz punk because it made me nauseous. Oh. Which has not happened Ooh. with any other game. I, I had that problem with The Witness. It made me, like, violently ill to play the, that oh, game. Wow. Yeah. But you did survive? The, the game was... Yeah. Unfortunately, the game was also very bad. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, did you play jazz punk though? I think I did, but I don't remember a lot of it. It's been kind of a few years. Okay. And well, I want to find out whether we have the same disease. <laughs> I, I don't think it made me sick. No. Dang it. It's, it's a weird, like, individuated thing. Motion sickness. Mm. Well, I'm sick of it. Because I, I knew the witness I was like, like, it had. Like weird mouse smoothing and weird depth of field stuff and a lot of bright colors. Mm. Yeah. Well, it seemed to me that jazz punk was like overly smooth in the way you walk. Actually, actually, actually. Okay. Uh, I was watching a streamer the other day play jazz punk mm -hmm. with another streamer, like a friend of his. And his friend got ill, like on stream. Oh, yeah? And they had oh, to like wow. pause the stream so that guy ha could go have a lie down. Shout out to Cameron Lauder who had you go lie down. Wow. He like barfed um, all so over it's the not camera. Just you. Um, fortunately, he did not come to that, but he definitely like you know. Oh, this game is making me sick. That's so you're not alone with okay. jazz punk. Giving jazz you punk motion sickness. sickness. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That streamer oh, yeah. was me. <laughs> tum tum tum. Spoilers. Uh, so, Parser Games. Yes. Yeah. They give me motion sickness, too. Yeah. Motion sickness of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's called emotion sickness. <laughs> it's called Carly Rage Epson's emotion sickness. We are on fire. Like, I we guess. are on war. I'm especially proud of that one, but you can be I like that one. Okay. Um, so we still have a shred of fabric, a broken propeller, and a pint glass. Let's touch the propeller. Would you like to look at it first? No. <laughs> okay. Touch propeller. First taking the broken propeller, you, you gingerly take hold of the... I was almost said gingerly. Oh, yeah. like, like gingham. I don't know why. You gingerly take hold of the broken propeller with the handkerchief and regard it. The broken half of a small propeller made out of some carbon composite taken from the remains of a destroyed police drone. This is a reference to Cape, which was written back when the idea of police using deathly like armed surveillance drones was still, you know, a scary futuristic possibility and not Thursday. Um, you grab hold of the broken propeller with your bare hand and your visual swims for a lingering instant. 
please press space to continue. I do so. I like that I have a nice loud clicky keyboard for this. Yes. Yeah, that's a good keyboard. That's yeah, mechanical. Ooh. Uh, for, all, for all you mechanical keyboard enthusiasts out there, I use KO blue chasers on my keyboard. No, you're not allowed to plug key. Wait. Yeah, you are. Never mind. Yeah. Just, yeah. I you gotta plug not like a formal endorsement or anything, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, vision. Warehouse. Exploding. <laughs> a mass of fire and debris stopped mid detonation. Oh. Hmm. Examine. If this was a movie, it would be very expensive. <laughs> yeah, examine me. Ex me. Getting old, to be quite honest. There's no version of you in this vision. Oh. Huh. Just an exploding warehouse. Yeah, you weren't present for this, I suppose. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, examine explosion. X explosion. Or just explosion. Really? I, didn't, I didn't implement the explosion. Maybe X fire? Okay. High speed chunks of aluminum and composite polymers turn into explosive shrapnel, the remains of police drones, and maybe a fragment or two of the bomb that set them off. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let go. Let go. Uh, uh, do we need this propeller for anything, Ryan? I mean, like, I don't have to worry about, like, having too much <laughs> stuff. Because I just That's get to true. turn off the game, so I can be a hoarder. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm very sensitive. Very sensitive to this because I'm recording in a room right now mm -hmm. that was full of my stuff that I've been going through and agonizing over which stuff to get rid of. Sure, sure. Yeah, so let's just keep everything. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> escapism. I mean, I mean, this is this is what this game is about. This game is about like the idea of taking the end of the the. I was gonna say the end of the world for some reason. No, taking mm -hmm. the end of the year. As like an opportunity to decide what you want to keep and what you want to abandon. Not necessarily so much in terms of stuff, but in like in emotional terms of what you want to let go of mm. um, as the year ends. It's a very philosophical sort of Well, everything makes thing. it across, right? <laughs> no, not not all things make it across. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm huh. sorry. I thought we were playing Everything Makes It Across. <laughs> <laughs> everything Makes It Across, a collection of 1,000 variations on the chicken, fox, and... Uh, <laughs> Wheat boat problem. Oh my gosh! <sighs> cactus in boat. <laughs> exactly. Take harmonica from boat. <laughs> Put the propeller in box. Put the broken propeller into the box. Might as well keep it. It's not like you're not basically made out of incriminating evidence. Um, Remaining, we have a shred of fabric and a pint glass. Okay. okay. Well, drinking is a sin, but mm. I guess we can look at the pint glass and make an informed Drink decision propeller. to throw it away. Uh, X glass. Yeah. Okay. The broken glass. The shattered remains of a magical artifact you decided to destroy the old fashioned way. Oh. X yeah. Glass. Not that glass. Well, a pint, the conical kind with the flared bulge towards the top. 
Faded lettering on the side spells out Herregs. Uh, let's touch it. This is like the most inside baseball thing of all time because it's like a yeah. reference to the preceding uh, holiday game, which is itself a giant reference <laughs> to the Avistarian Cape. Yeah, this is good. This is good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like the mythology that we crave, right? Yeah. This is the Silmarillion. I, as someone who indulges in this kind of nonsense for his own <laughs> self all the time, I <laughs> cannot in good conscience um, they like, anything exactly. judge people for it. And actually, I do enjoy it, so I'm cool with it. Find glass. You will grab hold of it, blah, blah, blah. Press space to continue. Vision, bar, silent. Rain on the windows turns the world outside into a yellowy haze. Upturned chairs rest on wooden tables. And over the counter, a note changes hands between a bartender and a patron. Hmm. Cool, look at the note. X note. A napkin with an address. Uh, a napkin with an address scrawled on it. Phew, I was worried it was what you like a money note. It corresponds to a peculiar shop downtown. Hmm. This is again a reference to uh, probably my favorite scene from Mere Anarchy. The one with the note. <laughs> no, the one with the shop, which is a really, really fun thing, which mm. is basically. Uh, the, the description says, you know, you look around the shop and then you click on it and the description expands to show one of the things that you see on the shop. And you can do that like 50 times. Mm. Description, there's just like an improbably large number of weird things in this bizarre shop that you can look at. Excellent. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well... Jeez, this doesn't. Does this give me an idea that I want to get rid of the pint glass, though? Well, we have a look at the patron, the bartender. Oh, okay. I look at the patron. Ex patron. Average in build, but oddly sharp eyed. You notice her undercut, though most of her is fuzzy. Whatever magic she's been tampering with has given her so much of an aura that she seems to vibrate in the air, there and not there. And you know she's, she isn't done yet. Huh. And the bartender? Ex-bartender. Rough, tall, bulky. Like everything in his bar, he looks like he's made out of hardwood and old magic. Okay. Um, I don't care about these people. We can get rid of everything. <laughs> can I just like mansplain my uh the the storyline here yeah sure okay so this is the uh ilana the character from united man anarchy finding out where to buy a keener mm-hmm. that no changing hands is information on how to go get a bomb uh, the magical equivalent of a bomb to commit an act of terrorism that completes the end of mere anarchy spoiler alert okay I'm okay with this. I mean, I'm okay uh-huh. with getting rid of the thing. Like, okay. We have a cool memento of the bomb. 
already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to get rid of the more innocuous thing. Okay. Yep, yep. Put pint glass in wastebasket. You put the pint glass into the wastebasket. To be quite honest, you're not sure if these are even enchanted. You nicked one, hoping it had some kind of self-cleaning charm on it, but no such luck. <laughs> um... Yep. Eric just uses a dishwasher, I guess. <laughs> okay. We still have the scrap of fabric? We still have the scrap of fabric, yes. Uh, let's so examine like, it. The endings vary slightly depending on whether you choose to keep or destroy most things. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. X fabric. A torn shred of thick synthetic material that someone carefully scored into a pattern that resembles feathers or maybe scales. This is a joke uh, because this is like a bit of the uh, the the costume from the superhero character in Cape. Okay. That game you get a choice of whether you want to be like a bird-based uh, superhero or a snake-based superhero mm. or a Third thing that are a shark-based superhero. So I have to be ambiguous about whether you were like Snake Man or Birdman here. Interesting. Yeah. So there is no canon Snake versus Bird. There is no. There is no Snake versus Bird canon. Yes. Okay. I am trying to remember. I feel like. I've done a thing in a game where a choice from one game is canon in another game. I mean, I think that all the Mass Effect games do that. Yeah. And also the games. And also like all the Witcher games, I think. But not one of mine. No. I don't think. Oh. Oh, sorry. You said I did a game. I think I heard I played a game. Sorry. Uh, well, I always play um, my own games. I play my own yeah. games exclusively. <laughs> you, uh, you basically did most of the writing for that Mass Effect themed Frog Fractions Two mm. quest that I did. Yeah, yeah I did. by giving me advice about donuts. So, so you have done that. I have done that. I wrote a Mass Effect game. Yeah, and your choices were persistent. Uh, therefore, we move on to examining the... Oh, wait. No, uh, touch the... Touching. Yeah. Touching the fabric. Okay. Touch fabric. Vision. Rooftop sweltering. Just after sunset, several stories up, still radiating the heat of the day, a streak of blood runs across the edge of the building. Hmm. Hmm. That's ominous. Examine blood? Gross. X blood. A curved triangular splatter. Not a gunshot, a fist. Oof. But produced with abnormal force. Oof. Uh, okay. Um, what else was there? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, cool blood. Ha <laughs> Cool blood. That's not a verb I recognize. But cool is a verb, guys. It lest is. we forget. 
You could Bruno, call your I blood. think you should um, implement the verb cool. <laughs> oh, can I plug something I do do in games? <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, it's your podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why um, are you asking us for permission? Um. <laughs> um I, I don't know whether anyone else does this. Probably no one else does this. Um, or if they, like, no one ever will notice this. Um, but I have, for a long time, implemented not really verbs, but if the player types in darn or awesome, then the game is like, I'm sorry. Or, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah um that's what this podcast is for is mentioning things that nobody will ever notice um i should should start implementing it so that if you type in 69 in one of my games you get ooh. nice back. <laughs> um what happens if i type in 69 69 uh, that's not a verb i recognize mm. got that red e again uh, adding that bug to the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding that bug to the Trello board. Do you use Trello? I do use Trello, though not as a bug tracker because that seems miserable. What do you use it for? Um, mostly as like as an, an organizer, like a to do task list for various projects. Yeah. I also uh, this is incredibly boring, but I also use Trello to like organize pitches. Uh, of articles as I am like coming up with them and developing them and sending them off and track, you know, who got them, what happened to them, blah, blah, blah. That's rad. That's not boring. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, it's like a glimpse into how the video games journalism sausage gets made. Yeah. <laughs> So, let go? Uh, yeah, let go. Tired of blood. Let go. I'm tired of blood, Jenny. Okay, okay I'll just take it all out of your bodies and put it in the spike glass. Ryan Veter, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of blood. <laughs> that, that, that's the connection there. Uh, what do we want to do with the Shroud of Fabric? Hmm... Uh, what do you want to do with it? Um, I I could toss it. All right, put fabric in waste basket. Uh, this will end the game, by the way. Oh, does it say that? No, uh, I'm just saying that to you. I think it might actually warn you. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I don't. I don't care. We made our six decisions. Yep. Yep. You put the shred of fabric into the wastebasket. That case is closed anyway, and you travel light. Supposedly. There, it's done. You've picked, you've picked what you keep and what you discard from the past. A cleaner entry into another year of struggle. Nobody has fun on New Year's Eve anyway. The pressure is too much. So you might as well spend it choosing what you take and what you leave behind. A year in the city has shown you enough things that you'd rather not have seen. You light a cigarette while you wait out the last few moments. 
this is another reference, by the way, because this character like chain smokes. Mm. Um, at one point, there was like an unfinished parser game that was going to star this character, and I implemented smoking to a painfully detailed wow. degree. Like there was, there was oh. like a pack of cigarettes, and you could take a cigarette from it and put it back. Wow. And you when you light it, you would like smoke it for several turns, and if you didn't smoke frequently enough, you would get like nicotine cravings, and there was like this whole thing. And that game never panned out because I couldn't figure out like an actual core mechanic for it. But I implemented <laughs> smoking for wow. some reason. Zach, that game sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's super cool. Like you were constantly smoking. Um, kids, hi. Um, <laughs> Because uh, this character is kind of a pastiche of, like, John Constantine. Whoops. Oh, okay. So, hence the constant cigarette. It's okay. Mm. Um, don't do drugs, kids. Right. And yeah. You, you light a cigarette while you wait out the last few moments. You don't hear the snap of the wastebasket vanishing into thin air at midnight. It's drowned out by the crackle of fireworks outside. But you smell ozone in the air, and you feel the telltale vibration of something ceasing to exist. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Would you like to restart, restore a saved game, quit, undo the last command, or read the author's afterword? Um, let's read the author's afterword. Yeah. Let's read the afterword. I think this one is actually interesting. Not All Things Make It Across was written in December of 2016 and for the occasion of New Year's Eve. It's set in the same universe as Cape and Mere Anarchy and shares a player character with the world turned upside down and four sittings in a sinking house. It is therefore even more self-indulgent than the, self-indulgent than the December name I wrote in 2015. As always, I can be reached on Twitter at NotBrew again. Special thanks in no particular order to Cat Manning, Catherine Moriarty, Brandon Patrick Hennessy, Furkle, Juxi, Sam Cabell Axwell, Astrid Dalmody, Hannah Flynn, Liam McDonald, Adam Myers, Liam Welton, Samuel Partridge, Jason McIntosh, Caleb Wilson, Don Gordians, Emily Short, Ferdy Virtue, Kevin Snow, and everyone else who aided, supported, and ran my work in 2016. We get it. Yes, yes. You can read this again if for some reason you want to by typing afterward anywhere in the game. That's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I have a question. Ask. Why Why make this a parser game? Um, honestly, because when I'm making these games, they are meant as this sort of like small intimate thing mm-hmm. that is aimed at like the IF community and specifically at people that I've known in it and specifically like the crowd of people that I've known from IF comp. So... Making them a parcel game accomplishes two things mainly. One is that it kind of gets this sort of uh, intimate, almost like niche sort of feeling. It's not meant for everybody. It's meant for these people. The other thing is that it's way faster to make one of these than it would be to make um, a hypertext game. People might think it's the other way around. But for me, it's way easier to just bang something out on Inform 7 than it would be to like sit... No, because I don't use Twine, right? I use other stuff. So I would have to like sit down, open up a real development environment, set it up, and I would be like unhappy with how it looks by default. So I would have to go <laughs> and write a bunch of CSS to make it look good. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Okay. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. And like, and also because these are an inherently self-indulgent thing, and I've said this a million times. I think like like Informed Seven is probably the most pleasurable uh, game development tool that I have ever worked with. <laughs> so if I'm going to pick anything to make like this completely self-indulgent, this is for me as much as anything else, and just doing this for fun thing, I'm gonna reach for Inform Seven. I'm not gonna do something else. Okay. I'm sold. You are allowed to plug Inform 7 on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so? Awesome. All right. Brilliant. Oh, thanks for coming on, Bruno. Oh, thanks for having me and putting yeah. it in my bush. Yeah, we had a lot of fun being miserable at your dinner party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dinner, the dinner party from hell. Yeah. Oof. You can't say hell uh, on this podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, the dinner party from Hack. Uh I'm gonna have to check. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to call my manager. <laughs> dinner party from penetrative I forgot the phrase. Penetrating insight. Penetrating insight, yeah. That's the it's name not of my speech. matter when Ryan bleeps all of this, but <laughs> like this entire sign off just one continuous run of white noise. Yep, yep. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Why do you, when you bleep like swear words, why uh-huh. do you use white noise and not brown noise? Um, oh. What is brown noise? Uh, white noise has a constant like frequency response across the whole spectrum, right? So uh, a sample of white noise is just as likely to be high-pitched as it is to be uh, low-pitched. If I recall correctly, brown noise has a specific curve that sort of matches the uh, the, he- the response of the human hearing. Oh, okay. So it sounds more level than white noise, oh. even though it actually isn't. So my only connection with the phrase brown note... Oh, I'm thinking of the brown note. Yeah, yeah the brown note, yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of the joke, too. Okay. Uh, I, I use... I don't know whether Audacity has... A brown noise production thing, um, but I don't it think should. I would want to use. I, it has different things, so maybe it does. But I don't think I would Sorry. want to use um, something that sounds more like the tone of speech. Correction. Yeah. Pink uh, brown noise is just noise that's like is skewed towards the bottom of the spectrum. Oh. So it sounds kind of bassier. The noise. bottom of the spectrum. <laughs> I get it. Uh, apparently, it's named after Brownian motion and not oh. for poop. Oh. But well, I wouldn't want to use something that sounded more natural. I want it to be kind of jarring, but and I, harsh. Yeah, yeah. Of course, that that makes sense. But I don't want it to be as. Jarring as an actual as bleep. An actual beep. Yeah. I no, made that's the actually mistake a bleep. Googling that is actually this. A, I don't want to say surprising because that would be insulting, but that is actually a very good and thoughtful choice. Yeah. Um, well, even a broken clock. Bruno Diaz. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh. so I made the mistake of Googling this, and there's apparently all kinds of different colored noises. Oh, yeah, there's pink noise. Blue noise. Red noise. Gray Red noise. 
too. So much noise. I think pink noise is the human hearing one. Whoa! Gray noise contains all frequencies with equal loudness as opposed to white noise, which contains all frequencies with equal energy. Yeah, exactly. Wow. They use the word psychoacoustics. Right, uh, right, that's what I'm thinking of. Gray noise yeah. is the one that's adjusted to human hearing so it looks like it's consistently uh, level. Mm. Uh, the reason I know all of this is that the Spaceship Sounds in Voyager, my game which you can buy on the App Store and also on the uh, Google Play Store. Oh yeah, I've uh, played a bunch uh, of it. It's very good. The background noise in that is a mix of various different types of noise run through several filters to make, you know, artificial spaceship hum. Cool. Why not just take the spaceship hum from the TV show Your Voyager? Spaceship. Oh. Because <laughs> that would be a copyright infringement, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. I'm pretty sure Universal actually has like a trademark on the word Voyager in connection to video games, so I couldn't have used the that name either. Wow. Yeah, intellectual property is bullshit. It really is. Yeah, much like all forms of property. Anyway, you've come to the Communism okay. Power Hour here. Hey. Uh, yeah. How do you sign off this podcast? I think <laughs> I think I heard a really good place to stop right before we started talking about uh, colors of noise. Okay. So that was entirely pointless on my part. Yeah, I- I'm not letting your socialist propaganda get on my airwaves. Forget <laughs> about it. <laughs> Pink noise? I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Pinko noise? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I get it. Your white noise is beginning to sound rad, boy. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, then I think I guess we're done. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we're done. Awkwardness level eight. Yeah. Mortified. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okie dokie. Hey, this, I, Jenny, will yeah. we agree that Bruno is a good guest? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Okay. I thought that was pretty dang good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. He did voices. Yeah. That's a sign of a good guest. Mm-hmm. She talked yeah, about his process. I, I, I am actually surprisingly good at doing voices. Not to brag or anything, but... <laughs> um, uh, it's still Leo season, I think. Or maybe it's not. not it's always Leo season. It totally is. The, the sun is always in the sky every day. Yeah! Right? Hey! I mean... Great point. So, um... Yeah, I guess we just, uh... You know, kind of... One of you has to push the button. Right? Talk about like how we're gonna hang up on the Skype call. I mean, uh, no, you'll hang up. Kind of no, talk about it for a.